Almighty God, to your hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Put the thoughts of our hearts, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. from the book of Genesis. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. 
Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them, and after that his brothers talked with him. The word of the Lord.
reading from the letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? Fool, what you sow does not come to life until it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. What I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. The word of the Lord.
that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord. In the name of God who creates life, in the name of the Savior who loves life, in the name of the Spirit who is the fire of life, amen. Amen. My favorite time of day has always been that hour or so just before the first bit of light before sunrise. It is the time that the air is crisp, the world seems to be standing still, and the stars shine their brightest. Walking outside on such a morning, I cannot help but to take a moment and let wonder and awe wash over me. What feels like a moment frozen in time does not last long, though. Flecks of light emerge and before we know it, the new day has dawned. The clearness is replaced by light that indicates there is work to be done and challenges that lie ahead. The stillness is broken by passing cars. The stars, distant, delicate points of light, are replaced by a light that bathes everything. 
while the morning planets, Mercury and Venus, hang on momentarily to remind us of the night that had just passed. This moment, when the new day emerges and the old fades away, is where we find ourselves in this season of epiphany, this time of manifestation. It is a time when we walk with Christ as he begins his earthly ministry. It is a time of light when we see so clearly why we need God here and now. So I want to challenge you just a little bit this morning. You remember the collect from this morning? Don't worry if you, if you don't. Not many folks do. But I want you to listen to two parts of that again. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts your greatest gift, which is love. Beautiful. And then, without which, whoever lives is accounted dead before you. Takes kind of a harsh turn. But if we think about this, are we ready for what we just prayed for? Are we really prepared to be carriers of God's love? Not our understanding of love, the hallmark Valentine's Day version of love. God's love, a gift that is meant to be turned loose on the world through us. A world that is hurting and in desperate need. It is a love, a singular love, that is peace-building and life-giving. This is the love that only comes to life through death and then transforms all that it touches. Are we ready for this? I hope you're saying yes. But if you're like me, you're going, yeah, but God's asking for an awful lot. To love as God wants us to love demands from us behaviors that the world might consider not normal, even dangerous. Today's scripture gives us the roadmap to what this kind of love is all about, this radical love. Much can be said about God's way of love, but let's ponder three things. Forgiveness, trust in God, and action and reaction. It all starts with forgiveness. Imagine if God held you accountable for everything you have ever done and repaid you in like measure. If that were the case, it would be impossible to be in a relationship with God, let alone to love God with all our heart, all our mind, and all our being. God's love requires relationship. So forgiveness is needed. Forgiveness, the balm that heals the injuries that are sustained over time, heals in such a way that no scar is left, but instead makes fertile the recesses of our hearts to grow into a deeper bond with God and one another. We see that this morning with Joseph. The world would say he had every reason 
to hold his brothers accountable, bring punishment upon them, withhold their most basic needs, and lord over them all that he had acquired in status. He acknowledged their role in what had happened to him, but no blame was cast. No matter how much ugliness they had in their hearts, Joseph knew that God would work with what had happened to restore relationship. Joseph could have made them jump through the forgiveness hoops. You know what I'm talking about. Do this, 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 and this, and then I'll forgive you. But he didn't. No, Joseph, through the gift of God's love, showed radical forgiveness to bring about restoration. And to do this requires great trust in God. Joseph trusted God to do two things. Work with what had happened to achieve blessing, and that forgiveness given would fall upon open hearts. We can all think of that, the person or persons that wronged us somewhere along our journey. They cost us a job, they spread rumors, stole from us, any number of transgressions. We get caught up in the anger and rage against them, so much so it consumes us. But it does not have to be this way. God does not want it to be this way. God can work with the broken pieces. God took the broken pieces in Joseph's family and restored relationship. God can take the most hellish times imaginable to raise up holy voices, to speak truth to power. And in our own lives, God can take the broken pieces that come from the wrong done to us and create blessing. But we must let go and seek God. We must let go of the anger and rage and seek out God's way, God's love, God's work. The psalmist reminds us of this today. Commit your way to the Lord and put your trust in him, and he will bring it to pass. Do not fret yourself over the one who prospers, the one who succeeds in evil schemes. Refrain from anger. Leave rage alone. It only leads to evil. We have enough anger. We have enough rage. We have enough evil. These do not bring about God's love. These do not trust God to work with what is there and will not lead to forgiveness falling upon open hearts. Many years ago, I was at a church service with a friend, and the hymn, They Will Know We Are Christians By Our Love, was played. My friend is a little bit sarcastic, and upon hearing the line, They Will Know We Are Christians By Our Love, his response in a not-so-hushed whisper was, Will they? I don't think he really thought how deep that simple question landed on those who could hear him. But it is a question I have pondered many times since. Leading up to the golden rule in today's gospel reading, we are instructed by Christ in God's way of love. Return hate with goodness, curses with blessing, abuse with prayer. 
theft with generosity and to turn the other cheek and further in an action-reaction set of instructions. We may find ourselves thinking about this and struggling to relate in some ways. We don't typically find ourselves around people that hate us and tell us so. We may feel cursed at times, but we probably haven't, somebody, haven't had somebody direct a curse to us. We may not have personally experienced violence or theft. So I offer this to you, a stripped-down version that might be a little more relatable. They will know we are Christians from our goodness, for the blessings we leave. When we pray for all, friend and foe equally, when we leave behind us peace, they will know we are Christians by our generosity, when we do not judge or condemn, when we forgive radically. Then they will know we are Christians by our love. Some time ago, at a homeless shelter, an incident kind of unfolded. It was a poignant reminder of today's lesson. One of the guests of the shelter returned under the influence of drugs, and while his behavior was altered, it didn't create immediate concern. He had a history of being somewhat aggressive to other guests and staff, and I was kept on him. After the guests of the shelter had their dinner, as usual, many of them went outside to smoke cigarettes and talk, and without warning, this man went into a deep nod. He had overdosed. If action was not taken immediately, he would die. 911 was called, and another resident of the shelter, who happened to have Narcan on him, administered Narcan to him and brought him back. The medic showed up, he refused treatment, and his angry state returned. He grabbed his belongings and said he was leaving. He would leave the safety of the shelter. The man that had just saved his life had had interactions with him before, never positive, but he approached him afterwards and talked to him before he left. And what he said to him and how he acted spoke to the love of God, the love that God wants to gift to us. To the man who saved his life, all this past behavior, which at times was ugly and threatening, was not a factor. Forgiveness was always on the table. Restoration of relationship was always available. And even though the word wasn't uttered, love was there as well. He said to him, stay, be safe. You're part of our community. The man who saved his life took the time to confess anger to him. I'm angry at you, not for what has happened, but that you're doing something that does not need to be done. It does not have to be this way. You can stay. You are safe. He refused. He could have let him walk away, but didn't. He held him by the arm, gave him a pass to get to the nearest warming center, gave him a couple cigarettes, and said, you need help, call me. Beyond saving his life, he offered to be a lifeline back to the community. He could be trusted for that. 
This man who is facing some of the most difficult things, our hero, who's facing some of the most difficult things life can throw and rebuilding his own life in the process does not let that stop him from adhering to a gospel set of values. He was shown no love by the one he saved, and he returned that with love. He returned it with life. He returned it with trust and generosity. As I recalled this event in the last few days, over and over again, I kept seeing in it the way God witnessed through the actions of this one man. A man who was willing to be a bearer of Christ's light in his world, a very troubled and hurting world. And when we encounter folks like this, that seed of goodness deep in us that stirs a bit, it begins to break open a little further. It challenges us, and it gets us a little closer to that resurrection moment we each have available to us when we die to self, so the Holy Spirit may shine through us. In the Syriac tradition, the time of Epiphany is called Deno, which means sunrise. It's very fitting. This is the time, today is the day, where the light of the world, Christ, is made known. May the love of God break free in all of us like the light of this new day. And the love of Christ be radically in our hearts so that everyone our day blesses us with. They encounter in us God's love and mercy. May God's spirit of love carry us and sustain us wherever our life's journeys take us. Amen. Please stand as we affirm our faith by reciting the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, we came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we became incarnate for the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
merciful God, expand our compassion that we may, we may do to others as we would have them do to us. Learn to love our enemies and bless those who curse us as we pray. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You shower blessings upon your church, O gracious one, and you call us to share in your generous work of reconciliation. Help us give generously and forgive willingly as instruments of your abundant love for all people. Lord, in your mercy. Holy One, teach the leaders of our land and all in authority to follow your path of nonviolence and to resist evildoers with mercy. <clears throat> that all nations may refrain from anger, leave rage alone, and delight in the abundance of peace. Lord, in your mercy. Compassionate One, help those who live with violence, oppression, threat, and disease, that what is sown in weakness may be raised in power so that the lowly may possess the land and be given your heart's desire. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious one, inspire generosity in this community that we may give without expectation so that all may enjoy your divine abundance, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, hear our prayers for your children in need and bring comfort to all for whom we intercede, especially those on our parish prayer list. We thank you for your abundant mercy and generosity. Lord, in your mercy. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. Bring those who have died into your eternal light. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, pour into our hearts your greatest gift, which is love, the true bond of peace and of all virtue, that we may become merciful, even as you are merciful, and be children of the Most High. For you live and love us into being through Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we are sinned against you. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of the Lord be with you.
Hardy, good morning. Please be seated. Welcome to St. John's. If you are new or haven't been here in a while, uh, we're so de delighted that you've chosen to be with us on this morning. Please feel free to fill out the little cue card hanging in front of you, and you can put it in the offering plate, and I will be in touch. We have so much to be thankful for this day. A big shout out to Karen Light and David Grimaldi in West Winterbottom. The four of us went to Boston for the annual meeting of the Consortium of Endowed Episcopal Parishes. These are for large parishes in the Episcopal Church with sizable endowments that have a lot in common because of that. And so we had over 700 people gather together uh, alongside Trinity at Copley Square, exchange ideas, have fascinating workshops to help us better understand how we could manage not our resources that we've been so graciously and abundantly blessed with, but also it was an opportunity to see we're doing a lot of good things here. So it was reaffirming. And also meeting other people who are in other parishes all across the country who are uh, dealing with some of the challenges that we are too. So all in all, it was a wonderful opportunity. The investor will have a report and then we're going to send that out to everyone so you have a better idea of some of the ideas that we came away with. Also a big thank you to David Beers and Bill Uricchio. They did an outstanding faith forum on our stained glass windows, another resource that we have been blessed with. The more we know about the things that surround us, why we do what we do, the more we truly cherish it and hopefully it helps us grow in our relationship to God and each other as we share that. Tonight at five o'clock is our Coral Even song. It's another jewel of our Anglican tradition. Please invite a friend and come, sit in these pews, and have this glorious English choral music that is both ancient and moving float over you and engulf you. It is a wonderful, wonderful treat to share. We have Lent coming up, fast and furiously, it's hard to believe. If you haven't signed up to do a devotion for our Lent devotional booklet, please do so. It's out in the parish hall. You can stick the paper that says what you're doing in an envelope outside the office door. That way, Ellen, when she puts all these reflections together, you will be credited appropriately. It's for adults, it's for children. Prayers, thoughts, reflections, pictures, whatever. It helps us through our Lenten practice to live and pray a little more deeply with each other as we share how important God is in our lives and how important it is to love and be loved by God. There is a healing minister by the font, so if you would like a prayer or a blessing for yourself or for someone else, please feel free to come forward for a healing minister during our communion. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever the challenges are, and we all have them, know that you're welcome to the table. As I've often said, it's not the priest's table, it's not the church's table, it's God's table. So wherever you are, please feel free to come forward to take the body and blood of Christ, the bread and wine that we take to sustain us and uphold us this day and all. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Presenting to you from your creation 
this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with St. John and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Life is short and we do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.